Hey, welcome to another episode of GI Bro. So go ahead, get to formation, fall in, receive the reports, and get ready for a new episode. And welcome back, soldiers, sailors, airmen, shitbags, and soup sandwiches, to another episode of GI Bro. And I am your host, GI Bro. Today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, I need to let you know that it is about PTSD and certain things about it may trigger you if you have PTSD, and I'm not trying to do that. So it's a fair warning, all right? Now, a disclaimer for you guys before we even begin, because I have to. Excuse me. All the following is presented as personal opinion and does not mean to be medical advice nor in any way to be an endorsement of any of the treatments or items listed herein. Always consult a physician for all medical advice. This podcast can contain errors or omissions and should not take the place of licensed medical care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for another episode. And this week's episode, like I mentioned before, is about post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTS, because they are thinking about taking the uh, disorder off of there and just letting it be post-traumatic stress. The whole reason for that is, let me get back up here. All right, I'm trying to read and record at the same time. I'm trying to get more fluent with it, I guess would be the correct terminology. But they're saying that It's no longer a disorder, or it shouldn't be considered a disorder, because it can be treated. That doesn't mean to say that it's not, you know, that it's something that you can't claim on your VA stuff or anything of the sort. It's just letting everyone know, hey, it is not a disorder, but something that can be treatable. Is it curable? I don't know. There's mixed sides on that. I've heard some people say that, you know, it's completely curable. I've heard other people say that, it, you know, they're stuck with it their entire life. I personally, and my poster fell. Cool. I don't know. I think that the correct answer is that PTSD is manageable. I don't know if it can ever be treated completely and you'd be rid of it, but it is treatable. So, the uh, first thing I want to talk about is what the VA uses for the treatment of PTSD, like the handbook and everything. My social worker, therapist, whatever you want to call them, has frequently referred to the DSM-5, and that is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorder. A lot of big words, not a doctor, but I guess that, you know, helps to explain it. Uh, A few episodes back, I talked about medical marijuana versus PTSD and how it was not a good thing for people with PTSD to try and use medical marijuana to ease their symptoms. Yes, they're, you know, depending on it, maybe it's the perfect thing for you and you just need it for being for, you know, your anxiety or whatever it is that you have. But generally, PTSD shouldn't isn't something simple enough to cure with, you know, smoking an herb. It doesn't matter how great that herb is or how bad that herb is, what your feelings are. That's just how it is. Bottom line, that's that. But uh, for anybody that needs to file a claim with the VA, there is certain things that they look for. And before I get to uh, that portion, PTSD triggers are defined as exposure to actual or threatened death serious injury 
or sexual violation. Unfortunately, that is a thing that happens in the military. And no, it's not just, you know, men on women. It can be women on women, men on men. It's a whole facet of it, and it does happen. I've never heard of it personally, but it's it's safe to say it's going to happen. It doesn't matter, you know, who you are or what you do. There's always a chance for it. Now, exposure must result from one or more of the following situations. Directly experience the event, like a lot of combat veterans did. Witnessing the traumatic event in person, which... You know, doesn't it means that you saw something horrible happen, but it didn't happen to you. So that's that's what that is. Now, uh, you learn the traumatic event occurred to close family members with actual or threatened death, and the death was you know death being violent or accidental. So that's another one for it. And the last one is experiences firsthand, repeated or extreme exposure to aversive, which is unpleasant details of the human I'm sorry of the traumatic event and I gotta pause my cats trying to mess up my bill of rights so anyway back to what I was saying before my cat wanted to be an asshole technically it's my daughter's cat but he's still an asshole so another thing I learned coming across all my notes and you know spoiler alert I wrote a lot of stuff down but not everyone will develop PTSD which I thought was interesting considering, you know, most veterans who have been to war have seen or experienced something awful. Now, they're doing studies on genetics right now, and that may help learn if someone is predetermined for it, you know, which I think is kind of cool if it means that, you know, my grandchildren or great-grandchildren or whoever down the line, uh, goes into war, God forbid, you know, maybe there's a way to treat it at a genetic level so people don't have PTSD. Now, I don't I don't know how that's possible because it's just as much mental as it is, you know, how it affects your being, yourself, your soul, your ka, your chi, your karma, whatever it is you think of. So I'm kind of interested but hesitant at the idea that this might actually work another thing is that women are considered more likely to develop ptsd than men the prevalence of the ptsd over the lifespan has been found to be 10 to 12 percent among women and only five to six percent among men now you know i can hear everybody out there oh it's because women are weaker than men they shouldn't do, do, do shut the fuck up women are way stronger than us i'm sorry you have to find out this way but i think it's because Women are more nurturing and caring by nature. You know, women are meant to be mothers and caretakers and caregivers. So for, you know, that to be a fact, it's not surprising. It's, you know, it's, it is what it is. If men weren't so hard-headed and tough like we are, there'd probably be more men with PTSD. But, you know, you ladies keep on keeping on. We need you. All right. Now, the VA does offer medications, and you know, although there aren't any specifically designed to treat, there is a variety of psychiatric meds, you know, mood anxieties that do help. The first group is called SSRIs. 
and that stands for selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Yeah, those are a class of drugs that are typically used as antidepressants in the treatment of major depressive disorder and anxiety orders. I take medicine under that category. Now, the common meds used are sertraline, which I take, also known as Zoloft, paroxetine, which is known as Paxil, and fluoxetine, also known as Prozac. The first two, the sertraline and paroxetine, are approved by the FDA for PTSD treatment, which I think is interesting that you know the fluoxetine or Prozac wasn't one of those. The uh, second group is known as SNRIs, which are the serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors. I hope I said that right. If I didn't, I'm sure somebody will let me know. You know, there's only one right now that is considered particularly effective in treating PTSD, and that's Effexor or Vinlafax. Venlafaxine. Yeah, you try saying some of these. This is why I did not go to college to become a doctor. Not just because it costs too much money to get the online degree, but uh, <laughs> actually I'm pretty sure there are some people who have done that. I think I may have met a few of those. Those are the two main classes they use for PTSD that I found when I was doing the research. Now, another thing that helps with it is psychotherapy. You know, everybody hears psycho and they think, oh, that's for crazy people. No, psychotherapy means the mind, all right? Treating the mind, mental health. It's a mental health professional, and they have different things that they can do that help with the treating of your symptoms. So that personally to me is, I think, a great idea. I, I do it. You know, I've only been doing it for a little bit, but it has helped. You know, I still working through stuff. I still, I'm still working through stuff right now, but it is what it is. I'm pleased with it, but they have something at the VA. They have three main things that I know of that have been offered to me and their prolonged exposure, which teaches you how to gain control by facing your negative feelings. You know, like whatever hurts you, you take control of it. Like what I do is I sit in a room with my social worker and go over the event over and over and over until you know I've worked out what the stress points are and then we talk about those and we focus on the different stress points in that memory you know and it's so far yeah it's hard but it helps and I think it's you know it's doing a great job so it does involve talking about your trauma with a provider and doing some of the things you have avoided since the trauma. You know, like, I hate going out in public. I hate, you know, anything with crowds, anything like that. And the thing I have to do, we have homework. Well, I have homework. I can't speak for every veteran that does prolonged exposure. But, you know, I have different things I have to do. Like, you know, I can't, you know, stay in my little safe place known as the house. So I go out. My wife picks a place I can't know about it and there's certain parameters I have to do while I'm out as uncomfortable as it is it does help you know it's not an instantaneous boom I did three sessions I'm healed no because first before you do PE you need to learn the difference between mindfulness and mindfulness you know and that's something that your provider will uh, talk with you about before you even begin that way they can make sure that this is exactly what you need, and it's ultimately up to you to choose. This is you and how you want to handle your recovery. I can't tell you how to, you know, how to handle your recovery. No one else can tell you how to. This has to be on your own terms and of your own volition. So PE. Now we're going to go to CPT, Charlie Papatango, which is known as cognitive processing therapy. The uh, uh, 
the whole therapy with this, I haven't done this one, so I can't really speak in detail or at links about it, but it works to change how you focus on an event and getting through the stuck points, right? Now, it, what it basically boils down to is it teaches you to reframe negative thoughts about the trauma, to change it around so it's not this horrible traumatic event. You know, it involves talking with your provider about your negative thoughts and doing short writing assignments. So, you know, that's something to think about if you uh, aren't that strong of a writer or whatever your cup of tea may be. You know, that's another option. And then the third option is the eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, also known as EMDR, Echo Mike Delta Romeo. That one helps you process and make sense of your trauma. It involves calling the trauma to mind while, pay while paying attention to a back and forth movement or sound like a finger waving side to side, a light, or a tone. Like I said, I have not done those two, so I can't go into great detail about it. But uh, what I can find from it is it's you know all about eye movement. It uses bilateral sensory input to help you process difficult memories, thoughts, and emotions related to your trauma. So it could, you know, it, that might be the thing for you, depending on if you don't want to do prolonged exposure which is about two hours of you sitting in a room and going over the same thing over and over and over. It does sound torturous, but it helps. You know, I know for a fact that it helps immensely. The, uh, let's see, da -da -da. let's see, there are other types of trauma-focused psychotherapy that are also recommended for people with PTSD. Those include, you know, BEP, Bravo Echo Papa, known as Brief Eclectic Psychotherapy. And that's a therapy in which you practice relaxation skills, recall details of the traumatic event, reframe negative thoughts about the trauma, write a letter about it, and hold a farewell ritual to leave the trauma in the past. I don't know about that one. Maybe it's, you know, I'm sure it'll work for someone or they wouldn't have it. Narrative exposure therapy, which is, you know, it's made for people who experience trauma from ongoing war, conflict, and organized violence. So PTSD isn't set just to people who have been deployed. It's for first responders. It's neighborhoods where people have been hurt for shooting victims. It's, it's, it's a whole plethora of things. So don't think that I'm just aiming this at military and not thinking about everyone. You know, the narrative exposure, like I said, you talk through the stressful life events in order from birth to the present day and put them together in a story. Then you have a written narrative exposure, which involves writing about the trauma during sessions. Your provider gives instructions on the writing assignment and allows you to complete the writing alone and then returns at the end to briefly discuss any reactions to the writing assignment. So if writing is more of your avenue, then, you know, written narrative might be for you. Now, there is also cognitive behavioral therapy specific, which include a limited number of psychotherapies shown to work for PTSD, where the provider helps you learn how to change unhelpful behaviors or thoughts. So... You know, there is a huge amount of things to do to help treat people with PTSD. You know, so don't think that there's only one way to do it. Or, you know, you're taking meds from your doctor or the VA and, you know, you don't understand why that's not enough. Sometimes you need more. I get that. Everyone gets that. You know, sometimes, unfortunately, we don't get it soon enough to everyone, which is, you know, it's it hurts to know that. You know, that's part of the whole 22 is 22 too many that's going on and I will be talking about that also a little bit later so fair warning as I watch my cat chew on a power cord Jesus I swear I don't know how cats are so evolved all right but you know that's 
the basics of treatments and everything. Now, some of the things I do want to tell you guys about is the national helplines, you know, like National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which is 1-800-273-8255, okay? Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Admin at the VA, and that is 1-800-662-4357. Now, I'll say that you don't like talking because you're afraid somebody will hear your voice and recognize it. I get that. Obviously, other people have understood it, too. There is a crisis text line, you know, and what you need to do is text connect to the number 741741. They'll be able to help you. Now, the National Veteran Foundation hotline, which is 1-888-777-4443. Yeah, they, they made that one for uh, the special guys. Because three eights, three sevens, three fours, and then number three. You can't mess that one up. But, uh, and yes, don't look at me like that. You know I'm talking about that one guy who, you know, I don't know how made out of basic training any more than you do. Hi, Ferb. So, that's the main spiel. I do want to talk to you guys about a uh, foundation called IGY6, which if you don't know what that stands for, it's I Got Your Six, right? And it's a foundation for all sorts of, ow, my cat bit me, asshole. All right, you know, it. it's all about the IGY6 movement, you know, and it's for veterans, first responders. It's a nonprofit. It's not like they ask you you know, that you have to sign up for a membership or anything like that. Yes, you can donate. Yes, you can buy stuff from them. But, you know, it's not, you know, a, a membership that you have to pay for. You know, they have something on their page called the Spartan Pledge. And it says, I will not take my own life by my own hand without talking to my battle buddy first. My mission is to find a mission to help my warfighter family. What that means is, you know, when you're in that dark place, I'm, I know what that dark place looks like. You know, you reach out to a friend, to a, uh, you know, a battle buddy or a family member that you feel comfortable talking to about what's going on in your mind. You know, do that. Don't just go for the worst case because I know things can get bad, you know, and maybe you're suffering from drug abuse or alcoholism and it, it's very common with veterans you're not alone you're not any less of a person for it you know and you got out of the military and now you're trying to figure out what you want to do or you know what your purpose is now you went from you know be here do this do that you know it's a schedule i loved that schedule and then i got out and i didn't have that schedule you know and it's easy to kind of fall in on yourself when these things happen so it's easy to fall in and it's hard to get out so if you start feeling that way you know call a buddy call a friend hell get on facebook and message me all right i will be more than happy to talk to you about anything i'm not going to judge you there's nothing that you can say that's going to absolutely blow my mind and make me think that you're a horrible person because you're going through stuff right now and i understand that now the whole find a mission to help my warfighter family yeah, that's kind of why I started this podcast is so I can reach the veterans and soldiers and stuff so they have somebody that can listen to them, you know, and I'm a small podcast and I have plenty of time to write back to people, listen to their replies, you know, do whatever I need to to help you guys out. You know, I want to make sure that you guys have everything you need at your disposal, you know, and if I can't find it out, I will find somebody who can find it out to ensure, make sure and reassure Thank you, First Sergeant from Fort Drum, that you guys are set on the correct path, right? 
And if you have had you know problems with PTSD and you're in a great place and you're looking for a way to give back, the IGY6 Ambassador application on their website is a great way to do it. You fill out a questionnaire, you know, and you just go around, you know, to different places and talk to police officers, first responders, or veterans, you know, and let them know about it. What you know you think this place is for. I think this sounds like an amazing foundation and I am just in awe that I came across it. I'm so glad I did. You know, yes, there is Wounded Warrior and Purple Heart and all those different organizations, you know, but sometimes you don't want to get involved with the big organizations to do something because you feel like you're not making that big of an impact. And while you are, you know, you won't feel it. Whereas, you know, if you're out there doing it by yourself to represent something that you believe in, then, you know, you feel like, oh, you know, I've done it. I found something. I'm helping people. Whatever the case may be, you know, you guys are capable of doing anything you put your minds to. And right now, you may not think about it. So, I just want to remind you guys that you can. So, I swear this cat. Y'all want a cat? I got a cat right now for free. Him and his twin brother. All right. Uh, real quick, I didn't mention this before. But the IGY6 stands for I got your six. You know, I have your back. The colors for it also carry a meaning. The teal is for the PTSD awareness. Black is for the heavy hearts that many of us carry. Those who suffer from PTSD and those who have lost loved ones to suicide because of PTSD, that's what that black is for. Red is a symbol of the blood that has been shed because you obviously can't have war without bloodshed. And it's sad but true. And then the semicolon before all that, because it, this thing is out of order that I'm reading. I didn't write this stuff down. It just kind of hit me that some people may not know it. Semicolon before this is from Project Semicolon. You know, when an author writes a sentence at the point of ending it, but wants to continue, they can use a semicolon. It creates a pause, you know, like it's almost like a thought, a recons reconsideration of the cessation of a sentence or in this case, your life. You know, take a pause, think about everything, right? The red that's with it, like I said, is a symbol of the blood that has been shed. You know, all these colors, everything here has a meaning. You know, and the acronym is a way of saying that if you're thinking about taking your life, pause. It's not the time to end. I've got your back and will help you through it and stand by your side. So if you ever see someone wearing the IGY6 as a patch or tattoo, you know that they will help you. That they're not going to sit there and just you know pass you up you know those are your brothers and sisters out there it doesn't matter if they're first responders or veterans you know if they have that patch or tat on them they're there for you so you guys make sure and take advantage of it so i uh i think that's about it i think i covered everything along with the phone numbers you need to call and everything and yeah, I think that's actually about it. You know, so thank you guys so much for listening. I hope this info helps you guys out. I'm uh, currently trying to come up with next week's episode, which, you know, this is the 24th episode right now. January 24th when this episode will come out. And right now it's only the 14th. So, but, you know, if you guys have any ideas or any questions about anything, like I said, let me know, all right? If I can't find it out, I will point you to the person or I will track down the person myself and bring them to you so that you guys have all the info you need 
So, you know, if you are in that dark place and you're thinking about, you know, taking your own life, IGY6, man, you know, pause and think about what you're about to do. You know, I understand your suffering. I know what that feels like, but there's tons of people out there willing to help you. And even though most of the time I like to joke and say I can't stand anybody, I'm here for anybody that needs me. You know, I love all my veteran brothers and sisters and first responders. Some of them a little more than others, but no, that's that's not just kidding. But uh, seriously, you guys have a great weekend. Take care of yourself. Be careful. Be safe. Love your family. You know, as always, don't beat your wife. Don't kick your dog and don't drown your fish. You know, wear your Kevlar, Jesus, wear your Kevlar if you're going into the forest. And I will talk with you guys again next week. So until then, out. And thank you for joining us for another episode of GI Bro. It is time to fall out, go home, do what you need to do, carry on with your day. We'll see you next time and have a great one.